Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Well, good evening, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Whitfield Report, first episode of 2022. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, uh, broadcasting here live, and I am solo tonight, uh, it seems like. Uh, couldn't get a hold of Apex Gamma. I, I think, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it, I think uh, Apex Gamma might have uh, died last night, like in a fiery car wreck. I, I heard he was out, like parting with his. Uh... I heard he was out parting with his girlfriend last night, and uh, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, Apex Gamma uh, loves what is commonly referred to as. Uh, Roadhead. <laughs> Roadhead. And, um, I guess, uh, you know, from, from what I understand, uh, his girlfriend was giving him, uh, Roadhead last night as he was driving. And, um, you know, from, from what I'm told, uh, he lost control of the uh, of the wheel and died in a <laughs> in a um, oh shit I'm not gonna be able to mention this bit at all but yeah they both died in a uh, fiery car accident hey at least he got a happy ending so uh, R.I.P. to Apex Gamma but at least he had a happy New Year you know. No matter how brief it, it was, it was still at least a happy new year and a happy ending for him. Uh, he will be missed and uh, condolences to him. Um, we're we're, we're going to miss you, Apex. We really are. Um, yeah, and all, in all seriousness, though, I, I don't know where the game, game is. I, I hope... Um, I really hope that um, that that isn't the case. I, I I think I might have told this story, but back when I was in high school, there was this uh, there was this kid who was uh, a little bit autistic, and when I mean autistic, I don't mean like internet autistic the way we think of it. I mean like this this kid was legitimately autistic, and he was a nice kid. For all intents and purposes, but he was, uh, he was just a little, um, obsessive with, uh, Kobe Bryant and the LA Lakers, for whatever reason, to the point where, like, I would be in the midst of, like, a com, like, me and my friends would be in the midst of, like, a conversation, just about, like, whatever, and this kid would, like, just, like, burst into the conversation, like, out of nowhere, like, the Kool-Aid man. 
and um, and just start talking about like Kobe Bryant and how awesome Kobe was and how like you know the Lakers were awesome and every other uh, NBA team sucked. Like he was trying to shit talk us, but he he wasn't really good at it for whatever reason. So it just kind of became annoying. So uh, we decided to prank him sophomore year. And um, and so we, um, one of us had uh, had like one of those, there used to be an app on the app store where you could generate like fake news headlines. You could like enter in the name of like a person and it would, and it would generate like a headline, like so-and-so died in like a tornado or something. Right. So we decided to, uh, prank this kid and, uh, you know, for shits and giggles, we, uh, typed in, uh, Kobe Bryant. Now, keep in mind, this was back in, like, 2011. You know, for, for, for reference. This was, like, this was, like, the, the iPhone had just, like, started to kind of get good. Like, smartphones were just kind of, you know, still in their infancy. But they weren't like they are now. Uh, so, we typed... Kobe's name into this like fake you know news headline app generator and the headline that came up I shit you not was Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash and we showed this to the kid and he flipped out I mean he like he was legitimately crying and uh you know, just in tears, you know, he was just, you know, like, this kid was in tears, and we, we eventually, like, you know, told him, like, hey, buddy, you know, we were just pranking you for, you know, all the times you were kind of pranking us, and, you know, like, everyone was like, well, that's not funny, and then he, you know, and then he came around, and Everything was pretty good. So, you can imagine that I was a little, you know, I was a little shocked, like, back in 2020, when Kobe Bryant actually did die in a helicopter crash. My first reaction was, when I heard that Kobe Bryant died, wasn't that oh my god, Kobe Bryant died, it was more like, holy shit, my prediction came true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like Marie says. Uh, yeah, my reaction was, whoops. So, like I said, uh, you know, that was kind of like a, yeah, you know, I can't believe that happened. So, you know, I, I joke about Apex dying in a uh, fiery car accident with his, you know, with his uh, gamma penis in his girlfriend's mouth. Uh, you know, getting a 
happy ending by Roadhead, but I, I hope to God that's not actually the case. I hope he's doing okay, because, uh, you know, if he actually did die in a car accident, and I predicted it, then, uh, then that would just be sad. So anyway, um, shout out to Lacey Marie and E. Scorpio, the Gammon Chief, uh, for both being here tonight. And, uh, like I said, the Happy New Year to the Savages, um, I'm hoping that 2022 is a better year than 2020 and 2021. Uh, the last few years just kind of, you know, for the world have kind of been shite, more or less. Um, and so, yeah. Well, I mean, we've already lost Apex, so that's a, that is a shitty kind of beginning to the year. Um, yes, R.I.P. to Apex, gone too soon. Yes, Steely, you're right. But the show must go on as Apex would want the show to go on. And, uh, let me just make sure that my notifications are, yep. Uh, should Apex decide to, uh, come back from the dead, he can, um, you know, he has a way to, uh, reach through my notifications being muted to get, to get a hold of me from beyond the grave. Um... But anyway, the the show must go on, and even though Apex is gone, um, he would want us to carry on uh, investigating all, you know, things in a craziness. And um, what is more crazy right now than Jack Murphy? Now, I invited, I, I tagged E. Scorpio and uh, Starshine into on um, their Discord, on the Gamma Secret Kings server, because I know that the Gamma Secret Kings cover Vox Day and, you know, cover a lot of stuff, but I don't know how much, I haven't seen any GSK activity with the old Jack Murphy thing. Maybe I'm missing something, but I haven't, you know, seen much on the GSK, but, you know, for those of you who, you know, who say I'm not, you know, criticizing right-wing figures enough, well, uh, I have some interesting thoughts on that. But, uh, yeah, Jack Murphy is getting into a lot of heat, and, uh, a lot of right-wingers are, um... Basically ignoring them. So, you know, take that what you will. Now, on Thursday's show, on the final show of the year, before Apex Gamma tragically, uh, you know, that was the last show I saw him. You know, and he and I, he and I had the, he and I had a grand show together. Probably one of the best shows we've had in a long time. 
Um, we covered Jack Murphy, and you know we 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 covered some of uh, you know Jack Murphy's cuckoldry as, as much as we can within YouTube. Uh, there were you know there there was obviously some stuff that we couldn't show because uh, you know Susan, you know Mama Susan. Uh, doesn't, uh, like certain things, even if they are, like, you know, for commentary purposes. But, uh, so, after that show, I, I started diving more and more into the Jack Murphy thing, and just exactly what happened, and I have found, ladies and gentlemen, um, a lot of interesting video videos on uh Jack Murphy. I, I kinda know knew who he was. Uh but really other than the time that he actually like tried to reach out to me to come on his show or no to come on my show, excuse me, I don't really uh you know been that invested in in him. And uh real quick for those of you who don't know uh, I don't think Scorpion knows this, but, like, two years ago, um, someone claiming to be Jack Murphy's publicist um, emailed me and basically, like, gave me this long, like, uh, you know, like, not exactly a resume, but, like, a promo-type thing basically, like, saying, you know, we're interested in having Mr. Murphy on your show, and here's his, you know, here's his bio, here's why you should have him on, uh, all of that stuff. And so, you know, I, I looked into Jack Murphy a little bit, and, um, he seemed, I guess he seemed just interesting enough, but, um, at the time, but I, I wasn't really, like, captivated by him, so I was kind of like, well, I've, I've got other guests, you know, coming on, and so, you know, maybe down the line, and, uh, you know, and I, I also, like, you know, emailed back, and I'm like, well, when would he like to come on, and long story short, they never got back to me. Well, in the meantime, you know, when when I looked into Jack Murphy initially, he was one of these uh, conservatives like Gavin McGinnis, who was really into the whole nofap thing, the anti-masturbation, uh, you know, crowd, as it were. Which, as I've said on the show before, has to be one of the weirdest. Uh, fixations that, like, quote-unquote conservatives have had in the most recent years. Um. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that the, the bad, I mean, the right wing seems a little obsessed about it, to be honest, or some of them do, 
just like Jack Murphy uh, does for uh, instance. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, with all this, like, and, and Jack Murphy was like one of these, uh, you know, like no fap, no masturbation, uh, you know, you need to get married when you're 20, uh, you know, and start family, like by the age of 24 and, uh, you know, get a... Get a, uh, you know, a, a wife, a, you know, a, a Stepford wife or, you know, what, or I guess they're calling him trad wife. Yeah, that's the term. Like, Jack Webber was one of these, like, pro-alpha male, pro-trad wife, you know, pro-trad wife type conservative. So it's very kind of interesting that now everything regarding uh, Jack Murphy's cuckoldry has surfaced, right? That's what happened. He, you know, he, he he published like a, a series of uh, you know like blogs talking how he enjoys being a cuckold, and I had no idea that like it it, it went this far. But um, shout out to John Eric Hade. I don't know if he's in the chat. He might be dead as well, for all we know. Just like Apex. And, um, but I've been going over Johnny Arcade's channel on, uh, Jack Murphy, and there is some interesting stuff, uh, about, uh, Mr. Murphy that I'm, I want to play for the audience because I, I think it's very kind of informative of a lot of this, uh, you know, hypocrisy that we see on the right regarding uh, masturbation and, and, you know, fab and whatnot. Uh, yeah, homo flexible, as he calls himself, as Steely points out in the chat. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me... We'll transition. Okay. So, let me set this up. Let me make sure I've got the right window here. So, uh, let's see here. Let me go to Johnny Arcade's channel first. So, this is a video that John Arcade clipped. This is from, like, an old podcast that uh, Jack Murphy was on uh, a couple years ago. And... Basically, he was talking, I like how... uh, you know, he and his wife weren't satisfied, and he he, he got into cuckoldry as like a way in order to, to save his, uh, you know, in order to save his marriage. So, 
and don't and don't worry, uh, Scorpio. I'm not I'm not going to play videos of the actual uh, cuckoldry itself. A because I'm not into that. B. Um, you know, sadly, all you're going to see are are basically like podcast clips and and whatnot, uh, where Jack talked about some of this stuff. But even so, um, so anyway, so this is a podcast that Jack was on a few years ago, where he talks about you know how he likes to both be cuckolded and how he likes to abuse women. I woke up one day and realized that uh, I wasn't getting it. Oh, yeah. And I also want to point out that, um, so he's on this show called Upfront and Straightforward with Alan Roger Cur- Curry. Now, I want to point out that this show was on Blog Talk, was on Blog Talk Radio. And to be completely fair, uh, I had a show on Blog Talk Radio the Whitfield analysis back when I was not in high school. Uh, Block Talk Radio is a shit, is kind of a shit platform because basically you would need to call in with your cell phone in order to both host and call in to show. And so the audio quality is basically like, you know, is basically cell phone, like phone call quality. You know, it's okay, but it's not great. It's like listening to a conference call line because Essentially, that's what you're doing. In my show, if I may say so, was one of the more normal shows on Block Talk Radio. Um, there were all sorts of weirder, of weird, like extraterrestrial type shows and dating advice shows like this one. So I don't know when this. Uh, podcast was a thing, but it was, and so this is one of the weirdest exchanges in podcasting slash internet radio that I've heard. One of them, at least. That's what I wanted. I had no control in my home. I wasn't the leader of my house. I wasn't in charge.
intimacy and connection and feeling like you're a part of something with another human being. Being in a sexless marriage, you know, my my sexuality continued to evolve and through reading, through books, through, you know, masturbation and fantasy and whatever, uh, you know, I began to understand that the 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 foundation of my sexuality lied in a, a sort of dominant mind frame. And the, the fact that I was feeling miserable in every component of my, my marriage, from how we handled communication and decision-making all the way into the bedroom and everything else, it was clear to me that, like, I was not operating in that mindset. And, you know, it took me some time to even understand what that really was. Um, and then as it evolved, I began to really understand that I wasn't getting it at home and that there was certainly some need, some change that needs to happen. There was one event that I can really look back to where I understood that it was never going to work. You know, this is the middle of a sexist marriage, and I do what I think I'm supposed to do, right? I I get this beautiful suite downtown. I'm on the East Coast in a big major city. I get a beautiful suite downtown, and we go have dinner at a beautiful restaurant. We go upstairs. I'm talking like an apartment suite, right? Just gorgeous. The, mm-hmm. the presidential suite, basically. All the things you're supposed to do, right? Champagne, chocolate, the whole thing. And uh, it's time to to have sex. And I just, like, try to gently guide her down to her knees to perform oral sex. And she couldn't do it. She just could not get on her knees to perform oral sex with me. And it was right then where I realized, like, she and I were just completely incompatible. And we had grown apart, or we were never together in the first place, and it just wasn't going to work. And it was uh, basically from there on, it was like, how how is this going to wrap up? Yeah, you, it's funny because one thing I tell guys quite often on this show and when I do one-on-one dating coaching sessions, I always talk about there's a, number one, there's a difference between a woman liking you and even loving you and respecting you. Mm-hmm. And whenever guys ask me, like, Alan, can you give me, like, an example of a, of a form of behavior that will let you know for a fact that a woman respects you? The f- first gesture I always point out, I say, if a woman gets on her knees and sucks your dick. <laughs> Any woman you deal with as a man I'm telling you, fellas, I'm, if if you've never heard me say it again, I'm going to say it based on what he was just talking about. Yeah, if a, if a woman is not willing, not just not willing to suck your dick, but specifically, because, like, I've dealt with at least a couple women that would suck my dick, but they would never suck my dick on their knees, and I quickly dismissed them. Because <laughs> that's a woman's way of telling you that she, she doesn't respect you. Totally okay. as a man. She she doesn't respect you. If a, if a woman refuses to get on her knees, that's yeah, that's your sign that that woman, again, she could like you, she may love you, but you have not earned her full respect as a man. So, yeah, Indeed. that's important to, to, to bring yeah, out. So, right. and, uh, and, you know, you bring up, you use a good word too, earth, right? Like, I don't think that, uh, you know, as I've become, you know, much more experienced and well-established in this dominant mind frame and, and live in a full-time dominant submissive relationship with my girlfriend. You know, I... Okay, so...
I'm wondering who this guy is, too, because no offense, but, well, you know, who am, who am I kidding? You know, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, so, you know, screw him. This guy, this Alan Curry guy or whoever, he sounds like, and he's acting like, a, 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 a black porn star, basically. He said, you know, he sounds like, this guy basically seems like he could be getting his, you know, whole philosophy from blacked.com or one of those porn uh, site type of deals. Uh, you know, if a if a woman won't get on your knees and suck your dick, she don't respect you no more, or some or something like that. And yes, I know that that impression was slightly racist, but hey, this guy is a porn star, uh, like sex therapist or something. I I think so. You know, I know. Seems a little weird to me. About this, and, and I write about all these techniques and things that you can do, but I always hammer home the point that none of this is, uh, you know, comes for free. You have to earn it, and the way that you earn that is by being the best man that you can be. And you got to have all of your game on point. You got to have your shit together. You got to have your lifestyle on point. And until then, you know, maybe maybe you don't deserve to be so demanding. Um, and it, it's something that you have to earn over time. And, you know, frankly, I can look back and I can see all of the mistakes that I made. I mean, not only was she a mistake herself, but, you know, the way I handled it, the way I structured my life, the way I, my attitude, you know, none of the things that I was taught to do, to be supplicating, to uh, be, you know, overly open with my emotions, to be, uh, you know, putting her needs, her mission first, none of those things are going to breed the kind of respect that a woman needs to have for you in order to display it by getting down on her knees and fucking your dick. Everything I had been taught led my ex-wife to the point of not being able to do that. And that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to get out into the world, and that's the kind of message I want to get out to other men, uh, is that you can train your women to treat you the way that you, you want to be treated, but you have to be on top of it before you can really deserve it. Um, and so when I when I got uh, divorced and I'm out on the scene again, I had to just relearn everything, man. I, I didn't know. I didn't know how text etiquette. I didn't know what text game was. I didn't know how to act with women. Women had changed. Feminism had changed. The new girls that had been coming up out of college, things had been different. You know, my, my ex was my same age. She was just like maybe a year older than me. Uh, but when I got back out there, I was determined to be dating younger women. And um, younger women were just like a whole new breed. So I had to just keep reading and reading and reading. And, you know, I'm not sure which avenue of transformation you want to talk about here, from sort of being a sort of blue pill beta in my relationship to being, you know, red pill alpha, or we want to start talking about the hardcore BDSM side. Uh, but it all really... Yep, so you heard that right here. You heard that, folks. For those of you who missed it, BDSM is red pill alpha shit now, according to Jack Murphy. 
BDSM is red is a is a red pill, according to Jack Murphy. But yet, God forbid, you know, some twenty-something-year-old, you know, gets an erection from looking at an attractive lady. That that's a that's a no-no. BDSM, yes, uh, but no faff. Otherwise, you're a degenerate and you're going to hell. Yeah, it's this type of it's this type of hypocrisy that you know makes me once again say that you know I I haven't really like I'm not I, I am beyond the right and left wing paradigm now. Like I really I don't think anything I really believe have has changed, but. Like I said, the right has gone into this whole, like, obsessive, uh, you know, moral fagging type thing, um, where it's, like, no fap and, you know, uh, whatnot, but then a lot of these guys are into degeneracy themselves, so, I don't know with the same notion of like, man, I just need to learn. And I just started reading and soaking in every piece of information I could find. Now, you know my feelings are hurt because I wanted you to say, yeah, Alan, I even ran across your book, Mode One, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, it's funny. What's funny is I, I started telling some of my friends about this, and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, man, Mode One, like old school. And, I was, you know, our paths just didn't cross back then, but I'm glad that they have now. <laughs> Uh, and I did, you know, I did dig into some of your old, your older stuff and your archives and whatnot. And, you know, you're absolutely right that we used to have a, a lot of similar viewpoints. And, and it's interesting to me, we use the, there's some different terminology, um, but uh, there's a lot of overlapping stuff. And we can get to this later, but uh, one post of yours really stood out to me with the sort of hypnosis, brainwashing, persuasion techniques with women. And I thought that that was really great. And uh, you said... Um... You said that a lot of people have stereotypes about going to therapy, but you actually not only went to therapy, but you specifically, well, I'm assuming you initially wanted a a, a heterosexual male therapist, but there's not too many heterosexual males in that field, so you ended up with a gay male therapist, Uh and you were basically like, I'd rather be with a gay male therapist than be with a heterosexual female therapist. Um, What prompted you to want to go to a therapist, and how did you let my listening audience know how you felt like you truly benefited from those therapy sessions? Well, you know, it ties in with the BDSM stuff. So uh, coming to understand that I had a sexuality that was based in dominance and had interests and urges uh, for, um, you know, some crazier things like, you know, hitting girls, choking them or pulling their hair or being real rough or, you know, choking them unconscious or <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I, I was like... I'm, I'm, la- I'm laughing uh, at, at, the com- at the comments here. What... Listen, uh, Scorpio, you're, I know that this stream is, is uh, NSFW, but, I mean, this is, 
maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just, this is what happens when you uh, investigate Owen for uh, a year. Um, you know, you become none, none to all this stuff. Um, the based in BDSM, uh, it stands for based. Uh, yeah, Steely, that, that's what, well, that's what this guy would like you to think. And, uh, yeah, so I, I guess this podcast uh, Scorpio, you're asking what is this podcast even about? Uh, good <laughs> good, good, qu- good question. You, you mean, you mean what, what is my podcast got? Or, uh, or, uh, <laughs> or, uh, or this guy, guy's podcast? Because honestly, Johnny Arcade just clipped this, but this this guy, as as near as I can figure out, this guy, this Alan uh, Dean uh, Cure guy, or whatever he he wrote he wrote like some self help book. Uh, he was like one of the early like pickup game coaches. Remember when? Uh, well. You might not know what that was. Uh, I, I don't know when you and Starshine uh, became a thing. Hopefully, hopefully before all of this no- nonsense. Uh, I, I and because this was on Block Talk Radio, I'm going to assume that this was like probably around like 2010 to like 2000. 13. I could be wrong on that, but like that's generally the time span of when blocked or radio was a thing. Um but yeah, as as near as I can figure out, this Alan um this Alan Cure guy was like one of those early pickup artist uh guys. And a lot of those pickup artist guys, well well Mike Mike Cernovich is another one of them. They're always like, you need to dominate your women. And, uh, you know, that that's what it com- comes down to. So, I'm, I'm playing this, uh, I'm playing parts of, it, parts of this because, again, Jack Murphy for years now has like labeled himself as like some, you know, right wing moral family man, uh, Christian, but yet, you know, he's into all this, uh, you know, BDSM, uh, stuff. He, uh, you know, he's chatting with this Alan Curry guy who may or may not be like a, Form of black horn star. I don't. I don't know. That's just. A, that's just a guess. But he kind of has like. I don't know. He kind of gives me those those vibes for whatever reason. And um. And now he's talking like how he has a gay. You know, I went into like a, a gay sex therapist. Uh, too. While, uh. Well, 
while simultaneously tending to, uh, while simultaneously, uh, you know, finding you like, you know, a perfectly straight dude, too. Um, well, whiskey, I, uh, I do, I do dominate my women, but not in the way. Happy New Year. But not in the way that this, uh, you know, not in like a, not in a weird way that this guy uh, is into. And, uh, oh, by the way, we have Super Chats. We have $3, no, we have $7 from Fat Cake Boy, who says, Happy New Year. Thank you, uh, Fat Cake Boy. Oh, and then I also forgot to mention the other night towards the end of uh, towards the end of the show, uh, Semper Reloaded sent in a three dollar super chat, which said, "Let me play this." Sometimes I refer to you as Walt Whitfield. I'm just saying. I am. Um... Yeah, that that was when I was talking about Mersh calling me Walt Jr. or something. Um, I I mean I I've been called Walt Whitman before. I don't know why, but uh, anyway, thanks for the uh, three dollars from last year, uh, December, and uh, happy New Year to you if you're listening. Uh yeah, Steely's Steely's right. I just don't do, I don't just dominate my woman. I I I subjugate my my woman. I I I roll up in the in the rape chair, and they just, you know, it's it's the rape chariot and the beard. It just turns them on. They they can't resist me. Um, that way. Um, anyway, though, I think you get the idea with this, uh, you know, interview where uh, the whole Jack Murphy thing is going, but, but believe me, dude, it gets, it gets weirder. It gets weirder, Scorpio. I don't know if you've seen this yet today, but, uh, John Eric, John Arcade unearthed another video from uh, Jack Murphy. And this one is even more disturbing. So he so right so Jack Murphy admits that he went to a gay sex therapist, right? And then later on in this podcast, which I'm not going to play for you, he basically admits that he likes choking out women and whatnot. But it gets weirder. Recent video of uh, Jack Murphy has basically been uncovered, in which, well, I will I will let this uh, speak for itself. But this is. This is just weird. Young boys, I do like fucking college boys. Wait, my tight little assholes. Hmm. 
Okay, now, uh, this is really, you know, this is really shitty, like, 2000s, like, potato, uh, quality footage. It's bad, but, but basically, he said that he likes young college boys, too, and he likes their tight, uh, assholes basically so so this guy this jack murphy guy right he's promoting the no fap culture but he's into choking women out and also apparently uh you know anal sex with young college boys too and yeah so, as if that's not weird enough. And really, this doesn't really surprise me anymore, but, um... He is also friends with with uh, Mike Thurnovich! Danger and play, Gorilla Mindset! Chat, Alpha Male, have a family! All that stuff. You're a family man now, Mike. When I met you was before Shauna. Uh, when you met me, I certainly was like on the tail end of my, my divorce. This is like 10, 12 years ago. By the way, why does why does my why does Mike Cernovich have like gray hair now? Mike Thurnovich has gone all gray. Now, Seamersh, there's a clip of me lisping, but it's on purpose. I don't have I don't have a lisp, but Thurnovich definitely does. Um. So yeah, Chad Alpha Male, Mike Mike Cernovich, and Chad Alpha Male, uh, you know, Jack Murphy, they've been perpetuating this whole, like, Chad Alpha Male culture for a, uh, for a long time now. And really, it's not, there's nothing Chad or Alpha about it. It's just a way for... It's just a way for them to make money and grift and uh, make more money. Uh, so now I guess uh, uh, Tim Pool is getting into hot water in regards to all this. Um, because he's had Jack Murphy on, and uh, I guess Temple, ref- I guess Temple refuses to uh, talk about a lot of this stuff. Uh, this isn't the video I was looking on. Now, I haven't seen any of the Tim Pool videos on it themselves, but this comes from, uh, 
Hey Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers, D-Day Cobra, who I know some of you think that he's a grifter as well, but but he did a video on like the Tim Pool Jack Jack Murphy connection that I that I thought was interesting. So uh I'm gonna take a, a look at this. Um so oh boy, Mr. Beanie could be getting in trouble here, uh Soon as well, Mr. Uh, Fence Rider. What's going on, everybody? It's Jeremy coming to you with another video. And today we're going to talk more about the Jack Murphy situation because it continues. Also, by the way, I'm I'm playing uh I'm playing a lot of clips tonight because that's where a lot of this Jack Murphy news is, but also, um, you know, and I don't have a co-host, uh, it's easy for me to do monologues and then play videos and, you know, do clip shows like I, like I used to do a lot with the news and whatnot. So, and it gives me a chance to respond to chat somewhat too get crazier and crazier and crazier and just when you think it can't get any crazier something else happens and it gets crazier i watched nick ricada's live stream last night and it was pure internet gold uh, i know Medicare is live right now so i'm going to be checking that stream out later jeremy from the quartering has obviously done a fantastic job of covering all of this um so as you know on twitter i post a lot of things to try and create content so it's stuff that i already have some level of interest in and then based on the interactions on those tweets um it builds upon that interest and helps me create content so um yesterday during tim pool's live stream i tweeted this out during the live stream because i was watching his live stream and the entire chat the entire chat was going crazy wanting him to talk about the Jack Murphy element because Jack Murphy has been a consistent guest on his show for I'm not sure how long because I don't really watch Tim Pool, but I've seen Jack Murphy on there for a long, long time. Um, I think that it's every two weeks from what I understand because I, I tweeted something out the other day and people told me like it's every other Wednesday that he shows up. So he hasn't been scheduled to be back based on the structure that has uh, been on the show until, I guess, this coming Wednesday would be when Jack Murphy would make another appearance. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I tweeted this out. I'm watching Tim Pool talk about mainstream media covering up stories, all while actively ignoring his entire chat, screaming at him to talk about Jack Murphy. And that is happening. While Tim Pool is covering stories about the mainstream media covering up other stories that are inconvenient to them or that will make them look bad, he's actively ignoring this massive story that is all over the place. And it's very weird. Now, look, I've given Tim Pool props uh, in the few instances I've seen with him where he had the, the situation with the, the one guy that got up and said, you know, I'm not that guy. I thought Tim handled that like a, a true you know, professional and, and handled it like a, a man would handle that situation. I gave him full respect for that. Um, I thought the other day when he had that Amanda woman on where she, for the first 30 minutes, now I'm watching these shows because I'm interested in the Jack Murphy element, but when, first 30 minutes she was actually really good and really spot on, and then she just started to get a buzz and she started to get worse and worse throughout the show. I thought Tim handled it like an absolute professional because Tim is a professional. He's really good at what he does. I may not be a fan of him, 
but he's really good at what he does, and I can have no problem acknowledging that. But he also has a huge platform, and he carries himself in a certain way. And I think that he needs to address the Jack Murphy situation. Now, if he never addresses a Jack Murphy situation, it's neither here nor there necessarily for me because I'm not a consistent viewer of his show. But watching this over the last week has been very interesting to me to see how it all plays out because seeing how his entire chat is so focused on this, and it's not just a few people. This is like the heavy majority of his chat. They really want answers. They really want a statement. And to me, that really shows uh, an out-of-touch nature in some ways. Now, I understand it's a difficult situation and it's probably complicated, but transparency with your audience is important. And it's one reason why the mainstream has lost such touch with reality because they don't think about what the people want. They don't think about what the people want to hear. They're just here. Just trolls. This isn't my audience. This is not my normal audience. These are not my people. And it's just like, how do you, what, how do you even know that? Like this. All right. So I'm not going to play this whole entire video, but, uh, Jeremy does bring up a good point here in, in regards to Tim Pool. And in regards to a lot of, I guess, kind of the new right figures, I mean, Tim Pool says that he's not a uh, conservative, and, you know, he's not, but, but he does kind of tend to orbit in a lot of those circles. Now, I admit, you know, if you're connected to Jack Murphy, um, you know, this whole thing is pretty awkward. So, like, part of me wants to give Tim Pool a benefit of the doubt, maybe, and, and say, well, maybe he doesn't know how to, uh, you know, address this. Maybe this is awkward for him. But, you know, to, to, to deny that, you know, his audience is asking questions about this is really weird. Um... Now look, um, when it comes to addressing controversial figures, you know, or just things that you yourself have been, uh, you know, people that you've been involved with, like, here's how I would handle uh, the whole uh, Jack Murphy thing. If I, if I were Tim Pool, right? I would, I, you know, I would acknowledge, uh, you know, yeah, I know Jack Murphy, uh, you know, he's a guest on the show, uh, but, and this is assuming that Tim Pool doesn't know any of the, any of the stuff that Jack Murphy was getting into, right? This is assuming that Tim Pool found out, out about all of this when the rest, rest of the general public did, right? So let's work from that assumption. Um, if I were Tim Pool, I would say, you know, uh, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Um, this is Jack uh, Murphy's issue. 
Uh, not mine. Uh, the guy obviously needs help. I wish him the best of luck. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not involved really with him at that level. Uh, or anything. And that's all Tim Pool needs to say. We just need to, uh, address it and get it over with. Him ignoring it is, uh, you know, for him, for Tim, it's causing him more trouble than not at the, at this point, I would say. Um, and and it is looking like he is protecting Jack Murphy, even even if he isn't. That is a, uh, you know, it. And I I am speaking from a place of experience somewhat because uh, right before Charlottesville happens probably about like a year or so before Charlottesville happened. Uh, basically in 2017, at the very beginning of 2017, um, I had James Allsep on the show uh, after he had been hit uh, in the head with a flagpole by Antifa. Right? And so, my whole thing was, I wanted to talk to uh, James Allsup about that, because to me, that seemed interesting. You know, I, how he was attacked by uh, Antifa, and, um, you know, what, what happened there. Right? So... I interviewed James Allsup, and um, we did a podcast today where we basically talked about like podcasting and YouTube because he was a podcaster uh, and a YouTuber as well, and I was a podcaster, and you know I I am a podcaster, so we had that in common. Um, at that point. As far as I know, when I interviewed James Allsup, he uh, he didn't know. I didn't know that he knew Richard Spencer. It wasn't common knowledge at that time that he knew Richard Spencer and was buddy buddies with him. Um, I think at that point, all I knew was that he interviewed Richard Spencer. And I, I think I said to him in that interview, like, huh, you interviewed, uh, you know, Richard Spencer or something, right? Like, that's kind of interesting. But that's all I said. Um, so then after the whole Charlottesville thing happened, I, I disavowed James Allsop. Um, and I, I told people, you know, I... Yes, I did interview him, um, but I don't condone what he, you know, what he stands for now. I, you know, I didn't know that that was his beliefs. No one, no one in my circles did. And, you know, I just, I addressed it head on and, uh, you know, took care of it. And, uh, you know, Tim Pool in my opinion, did maybe do the same 
thing in regards to Jack Murphy. Just address it head on. Um. So yeah, this whole Jack Murphy thing, uh, it, it's pretty interesting because now, um, right now we have like a now we have a split even within the um i guess quote unquote conservative like you know the new kind of conservative culture war right now there's a split where it's uh you know where it's between like the the traditional right the new right and then those of us who just a lot of us have conservative values, but we think that kind of both factions of the right are retarded now. So, um, here's kind of my uh, advice. Oh, and and one thing I'll get to uh, here later tonight. I I'll I'll, I'll end the show kind of with this story about Alex Jones because I think it it is worth talking about how he's split with Trump. But um you know people have asked me like where I think the right should go from here. Where where do I think conservatives should go from here? And really here's my opinion on where Conservatives should go if we really want to. Um, if, uh, oh, sorry. If we really want to, uh, you know, get back to a good space, where do I think conservatives need to go? Well, I think first and foremost. I think conservatives have a golden opportunity to um, basically return to being the, uh, you know, the true party of liberty. Essentially, be libertarians minus the cringiness of the libertarians. And, And what do I mean by that? Well, I think one of the biggest things in the country right now, people are sick of the mandates right now. And even in a lot of Democrat cities, right, even if you already have the vaccine, I think a lot of people are are getting sick and tired of, uh, you know, all these mandates and all these uh, endless boosters, and even if you're pro, even if you're for the vaccine, I think it, I think it's the bureaucracy of the thing that is starting to, to annoy people. So I think that that's one thing where we need, you know, where we can make a lot of ground, saying, you know, hey, you know, even if you're pro, uh, you know, vaccine but your anti-mandate, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I think the federal man, I think the mandates are stupid. Um, another thing that I really think that where we should focus on, and a lot of this seems pretty basic, 
but honestly the federal the federal government at this point and it it always has been this way to a certain extent but the the federal government is bad at its job right and so i think encouraging people to get involved in more of like their state politics uh, and their local politics, wherever they're at, and making uh, changes there, and, and and getting more involved in their and you know in their state and individual communities, and, and issues affect their day to day lives, should be a a focal point too. Um, I don't necessarily. Um, I don't necessarily know if, uh, you know, that'll fly, but, um, Felix says groups are awful. Whiskey says you're in a group right now. Steely says, and I hate it. Well, Steely, you're part of Sam's Savages. And if you're going to be in a group, this is the best group to be a part of. Because while we're a group, we're all very individualistic, Steely. And that, that's kind of my point. Is, you know, focus on the things that matter in your individual life. And what what's funny is, I, I guess this is kind of a segue. It's been really interesting um, because... Right now, there's there's a whole big debate on whether Trump will be the nominee in, in 2024 or whether it'll be Ron DeSantis, right? Those are the people who are being floated as, like, the big names for uh, presidential candidates. Now, I've said this before, but I will say this again. I honestly don't want Ron DeSantis to run for president in 2024 because I still want him as governor of Florida in 2022. And we need DeSantis to help keep things strong here in in Florida. He's not perfect, but as far as, uh, you know, personal liberties in Florida go, he's he's pretty much the the best there is right now. Um you know, in the entire country. So I trust him for leading Florida. I wanted to, to stay here. Uh Trump, whether or not he'll run in twenty twenty four, listen. I thought that Trump's victory in twenty sixteen was uh hilarious uh because it made Hillary Clinton meltdown and got her out of politics, and I'm so thankful for that. I think that was worth the price of admission itself. But um, you know, and I, I and I don't think he did a bad job as president. But let's be honest that the man is seventy eight years old. Um, he's 
Trump is Trump, he still has all of the Trumpism isms and whatnot that drive half the country crazy. And while I love meme magic, I don't no amount of meme magic is going to uh get him in the White House in twenty twenty four. I just I just don't think that's going to happen again. I, I don't see happening. Even if he did get into the White House, he would spend basically his entire presidency just undoing everything that Biden has done, right? I don't see what's, you know, what's going to happen. He only says we need to get rid of all these old people. Guys, Steely wants people to get COVID nineteen. He want Steely literally does want your grandma to die, like ladies and gentlemen. You you were here first. Steely is pro Rona. Eh, no, just kidding, Steely. Uh let's see. Uh um Yeah, and chat is chat is saying stuff uh that I cannot say for the audio listeners, but it's uh it's funny. Uh anyway, I am not having drinks uh tonight, uh Steven, at least not yet, because I am flying solo because Apex Gamma died in a fiery car crash while his girlfriend was giving him roadhead. That's the story I, I that's the story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, Whiskey and I warned Apex that it was dangerous to, uh, to drive and get a a blowjob from his girlfriend. But did he listen to us? No. And so, you know, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, you know, I think, I think what happened was he, uh, he climaxed, he lost control, uh, probably, you know, his car is probably in a ditch somewhere, and, you know, he died, but at least he died with a happy ending. So, you know, rest in peace, Apex, uh, we're gonna miss you. And now, and now I guess uh, I'm gonna have to find a new co-host or something. Maybe, maybe it'll be whiskey. Uh, I don't know. I know I know whiskey is busy doing whiskey uh, shit most uh, you know days and being the uh, the crypto god that he is. Um, but anyway, we. Or who knows? Maybe Apex could resurrect himself next week. I I don't I don't know. Who knows with that kid? Um. But anyway, speaking of Trump, though, um, the big Trump story that everyone has been talking about, uh, Alex Jones has turned on. Uh, Donald Trump now, apparently, 
And I have not seen this, but um let's see. Uh, where, where was this? Yes, I am on bands.video. Someone, someone sent me the link to, uh, this, but I'm not seeing it. Huh. So kind, Dr. Malone. Uh, nope, no autoplay. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, not, not seeing it, uh, honestly, I, I thought there would be the video on here, uh, anyway, I guess Alex Jones has supposedly turned on, Trump or said that he's a fraud or something, let me, let me Google this Oh, oh, apparently people have been, uh, apparently people have been blowing up my Twitter, uh, while I've been on, that's always, uh, encouraging. Uh, let's see. Alex Jones. Okay.
Uh, okay. Apparently, yeah, everything I'm finding is, like, from CNN and whatnot. So, I guess we won't cover, uh, the Alex Jones controversy with, uh, with, uh, Trump tonight unless, let me check the chat, maybe, maybe someone has it, but, uh, Anyway, yeah, I can't find, uh, the stuff. But, uh, anyway, yeah, we've been going for an hour and 30 minutes, just up, folks, so, uh, yeah. I'll try, I will try and find the Alex Jones, uh, video, maybe, maybe I'll do a, maybe I'll do, like, a separate video on it, maybe I'll do a stream tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, anyway, folks, it's been a great show, uh, so far, uh, great start of the year, and, uh, with that, I think that will just about cover everything that we have, uh, going on here tonight, so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank all of you for, uh, tuning in to the show, thanks to, uh, Lacey, uh, Steely, uh, Fat Cake Boy for donating, Larry Rapshaw, uh, Whiskey for all, for all tuning in, E Scorpio and Starshine, uh, for popping in when they did, and, uh, it's been a great show, like I said, rest in peace, Apex Gamma, he died doing what he loved, and, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, the ghost of Apex may be back. He might not uh, be, in which case, we will need a uh, new co-host at some point. I don't know. But uh, anyway, before I sign off, I do want to plug uh, Whiskey's show. Uh, tomorrow, he'll be doing a show called uh, By the Dip. That is a show that him and uh, Mrs. Uh, whiskey sandwich do together that is tomorrow at 8 p.m uh eastern stand time uh i might be on there as a guest at some point to uh you know share some of my thoughts on crypto and whatnot uh whiskey i i think whiskey missed my rant about virtual reality and uh the whole metaverse on Thursday. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he was lurking. As he usually is though. But anyway, uh thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the channel, uh you know, subscribe, thumbs up, everything, and uh Happy New Year's, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Happy New Year to both of those of you on YouTube and to the podcast listeners as well. Uh, Please give the podcast a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you on the next uh, broadcast. Until then, good night. God bless. God save this great nation. God grant a legacy in that order. And I will see you on the next show.
Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash whitfieldreport. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.